Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. Today... We are chatting about human design to align with your purpose. And we have spoken about human design on the show before, but we go so deep today. We're chatting with Shana Cornelius and Dana Stiles. They are the human design experts and founders behind Day Luna. You guys need to check out their website. They have so much information on there. We're going to be diving deep into the each of the five energy types in human design, like going deeper than ever. Like I learned so much. We're also going to talk about tips on relationships, business, and career based on your human design type, the important elements of the human design charts. And we're also diving into how Shana and Dana dedicated a month of their lives to really living their human design and all the magic that unfolded when they actually stuck to it. So we also, in this episode, are going to look at my chart and speak about, you know, why I am the way I am, in case you're wondering. So I actually love this conversation. I could have spoken to them all day and human design has actually helped me so much to just determine like how I should be working and the way that I should be going through my day and making decisions. And when you can really dedicate yourself to sticking to that intention of living your human design, it makes such a difference. So speaking of making a big difference, you guys, my eclipse rituals are banging on the rituals by Chakra Girl app. So for those of you that don't know, we had our first eclipse on October 25th. We're having another one on November 8th. And we're going to be feeling the effects for a bit. Eclipse seasons are usually pretty intense. And as my favorite astrologer, Danielle Page, always says that during this time, the energy is shifty and damn is it ever. So on the app, we have a full lineup of eclipse rituals. We had them last week and then we have new ones this week. We're repeating some of them because they're just too damn good. And yeah. I actually created a new ritual that blew my damn mind. It's called Stop Being a Control Freak. And everyone should do it (laughs) if you want to lean into more trust, more flow, to access quantum possibilities, infinite potential. I did that ritual myself three times last week, and it was mind-blowing the manifestations that came like immediately after. At one point, I was like crying in like a control fit, trying to like for something to work. Nothing was working. I was literally crying to my husband, did the ritual, and then immediately looked at my phone and saw like the most amazing text message that changed my entire week and possibly life not to be dramatic. So that new ritual came out last week. You can still do it this week. We also have a four minute clapping clearing ritual that we released last week. And then this week, we are launching a quantum manifestation ritual, which is kind of like going to be a longer, more out of this world, higher dimensional version of the control freak ritual, accessing infinite possibilities. And we're also going to be releasing an enthusiasm ritual, which is about co-creating with all powerful God, creator, source, universe, whatever you want to call it. So if you don't have the app, you can get a free seven day trial. And then after that seven days, it's only $7.99 a month. 
And you guys, for $7.99 a month, if that means that you never have to sit there wondering what to meditate about or, you know, skipping your rituals because you are bored with your meditations, you know, $7.99 to be more connected to your highest self, your intuition, your chakras, your abundance, that's a pretty damn good deal, I would say. So investing in your energetic health and radiance is the best investment you can make. Let me tell you. So go to chakragirlco.com, get your free trial. And without further ado, let's chat with Shana and Dana of DeLuna. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio, where we are helping the world become more consciously awakened and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. We have two very lovely guests today, Shana Cornelius and Dana Stiles. They are human design experts and the founders of Day Luna, which is a human design platform offering readings, trainings, products, and the Day Luna Human Design Podcast. They also wrote a book called Your Human Design, and it's going to be launching very soon. You can get it on pre-sale. We'll be giving you all the links. And the pair's mission is to empower the collective towards self-love, personal freedom, and radical authenticity. I'm obsessed with human design. And anytime I make small shifts to align with my human design, I see the biggest changes in my life, so much more ease, more flow. And I know we've spoken about human design before, but we're going to dive into specific tips to shift yourself into more alignment with your purpose, more abundance. You know, we want that money, honey, and more bliss. So let's dive in. Welcome to the show, Shana and Dana. Hi, thank you so much for having us. I love a little like rhyming name moment too. <laughs> <laughs> I know we used to be really embarrassed that our names rhyme. Like we would meet people and be like, hi, I'm Dana. Hi, I'm Shana. And people would be like, really girls? And we're like, no, really that's our names. But now we've kind of embraced it. And you know, here we are, Shana and Dana. It's cute. It's a branding moment. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what are your sun, moon and risings? Yeah. So my sun sign is at Leo. My moon is Leo and my rising is Aquarius. I'm a Leo rising as well. Really? Okay. I love it. We are on the same vibes, but on the same vibe. Yeah. Yeah, I I want to make sure we get the voices here. Yeah, this is Dana here. Okay. Dana, double Leo, Aquarius rising. Okay. <laughs> yes. And Shana, I am a Scorpio sun, a Cancer moon, and a Gemini rising. Ooh, okay. You look like a Scorpio. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a compliment. And Dana, you look like a Leo. Yeah, it's so really? true. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Shana does. Shana's always wearing black and she's always wearing like um, a robe that kind of looks like Neo from the Matrix. So <laughs> I really think that she is like the Scorpio queen of my life. It's true. I love that. And they have the, that like sultry, like the Scorpios have that like sultry, like, very like, are you tall? No, I'm not. I'm a little okay. shrimp, but, no. <laughs> but you've got I that. Am. Like you, you, you present tall. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment too. I know we did an interview recently and the girl like 
popped on she was like you girls look like salt and pepper and we were both <laughs> like oh okay I mean I guess I am pepper because that's another Scorpio that's so kind true. of vibe yes and then Dana has that like sunshiny like you just look like a ray of sunshine energy which is so Leo yes oh thank you and Solar a plexus salty. energy yes, yes. <laughs> yeah definitely okay so now I must ask what are your human design energy types Yeah. So we are both projectors. We are both two, four projectors, but I am a two, four emotional projector and Shana is a two, four self-projected projector. So we have different authorities, but both of us are two, four projectors. Okay. Interesting. So we'll definitely have to explain what the hell all of that means eventually. (laughs) And we will be getting into that. So if you're listening and you're like, um, I don't know what they're talking about. Actually, while we're on this, what I would suggest to everyone right now is we're going to be really diving into the different things to look at in a human design chart. So if you actually go to daylunalife.com and you scroll over human design and you go to get your free chart, you guys can type your information in. And as we are going through and learning more about charts, then you can really kind of understand your chart a little bit more. So if you want to hit pause, do that now and we will dive into things. (laughs) Yes. So I want to talk about first off, like how did you guys have your own kind of human design awakenings? And at what point did you guys find each other in this journey and decide to create Day Luna? Yeah. So Dana and I met almost 15 years ago in college and we've been best friends forever. And we both, you know, went to college, got corporate jobs afterwards. We're working, doing everything that we should be doing. And we're feeling so burnt out. And like, this is not it. Like I did everything right. I did everything I was supposed to do. How come like, this cannot be the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And all of our coworkers seemed to be fine. Like they were fine. And we were literally felt like we were dying each day. <laughs> that mm-hmm. sounds so dramatic, but that's honestly how we felt. And so we kind of, this was right before our Saturn returns and we went on this like journey of, okay, well, if this isn't it. Like what is, who are we, what are we doing here? What's the point? It led us down a lot of different paths with breath work and meditation and astrology and chakras and really trying to figure out, okay, who are we? Right. And that kind of led us to, uh, hearing about human design. And when we found out that we were both the same type, and learning a little bit more about that type, we both just like burst into tears, like, holy shit, how have, has no one told us this information before? How we never heard this? Because this sounds like everything I ever have wanted, but I just didn't have the language to put to that. Like nobody's ever told me that this was okay. Mm-hmm. And it was a big light bulb moment of okay, this is why we've been feeling this way. And we committed to one month for one Mm -hmm. month, we are going to use our strategy and authority, which are like the two foundational uh, teachings in human design of really experimenting with our designs and every decision that comes across, we're going to use our authority with that and make decisions that are in quotes, energetically correct for us and see if it works, see how we feel. 
And in that one month, literally everything changed in our lives. We got invited to work this retreat in Costa Rica and it wasn't human design related at all, but we went to Costa Rica and it ended up turning into this human design retreat because everybody was asking us about human design. We created these ritual kits for our friends and family for Christmas that were just basically like, let's just put as much information we know about human design into a booklet for each of our friends and family. And we went around and bought a bunch of like crystals and oils and robes and mala beads and things that matched their chart that would help them ground in this information. Mm -hmm. And we put it together in like a gift box for a Christmas gift. Right. And so we went on this retreat. And by the time we left this retreat, we had like 10 orders for ritual kits, which by the way, we had no business at this point. We were still working our corporate jobs. We had people were really wanting us to start a podcast and we had clients that wanted to book like legit readings with us. And we were literally left like, holy shit do we need to start a business and Googled, how do you start a business? Like we literally didn't know shit. So we then went on this journey and gave our notice to our job, like used our authority and jumped off this cliff. And it's been amazing because we've gotten to obviously use human design every single day ourselves in our personal lives, but also in our business and be able to help other people because that main question of like, how have I never heard about this before at this point? Like we've done thousands of readings and we cannot tell you how many times people have told us, I wish I knew this when I was in my twenties. I wish I knew this when I was a child, like this would have helped me really get on my path so much easier and not have to go through so much trauma or confusion or loneliness. And so that's really our mission, right? Is to help people access this information in a way that's approachable and applicable and in a way that can really change your life. And it doesn't have to take, you know, seven years or 10 years. Like it changed our life in one month. Mm -hmm. And that sounds too good to be true. But once you start experimenting with it, we cannot tell you how many times other people have said the exact same thing to us. Okay. So I love this. So why don't we dive into like this decision process and this like one month commitment. So you made this one month commitment based off your like main energy type and off of your authority. And you decided to live by those two things. Was there anything else that you were like really taking into account in your chart or were you just like, okay, these two things? Yeah. So it was mainly those two things. Um, okay. because those are like the biggest practice practicing. So in human design, there's these broader categories, right? Your type, there's five different types, but then that's just like the tip of the iceberg. Once you learn your type, it's really telling you how your energetic body is designed to engage with the world around you and experience less resistance, more ease. And then you have your authority, which is your unique decision-making center in your body. And we're really conditioned to make decisions with our mind. Like what makes sense? What are the pros and cons? Let me talk and ask what everybody else thinks or what I should do. But human design is really reframing that your mind is here to observe. It's here to process. It's here to create and inspire. It's not here to make your personal individual decisions, your body and a specific place in your body is designed to be consistent in making those decisions with you. So about half of the population is designed to give themselves time about the other half is designed to 
be present in the moment. What does your gut say? Or what does your intuition say? For me, for example, I'm designed to talk it out and hear what my truth is. And I can be mulling over something in my mind for weeks, but then once I speak, it becomes linear and I can really understand, oh, this is what I want but I can't access that unless I speak and hear it for myself. So Mm -hmm. there's eight different authorities. And this part of human design, I think is the most helpful because when a big decision comes up and it's scary, like, do you want to quit your job? Or do you want to break up with this person? Or do you want to move these bigger things that are going to alter the course of your life? There's so much fear. And there's so many people often telling you what you should do. And having this system or this practice to really come to, okay, yes, this is scary, but I feel my truth. And I just know that this is right for me. So it doesn't make it less scary, but it makes you more confident in making those bigger, scarier decisions. So in that month, we did that and we committed like, okay, if it's a small decision, going to use my authority. If it's a medium decision, going to use my authority and even the big decisions. And it's been like, we haven't looked back ever since because in that month, it just was so evident to us this really works. Oh my gosh. I love this. So can we go over just for people who may not know their human design at all, or they're really new to this. Can we first go over the five energy types and then go over the eight authorities? Yeah, of course. So we definitely recommend having your chart out so you can see which one you are as you listen along. So you can kind of tune in and feel any like resonant pings inside of your body. But when you pull up your chart, you'll see this body graph that has something that looks like a body with different centers and numbers and arrows. And it can look so confusing and overwhelming at first, but there's also going to be these written categories on the side. So that's what we want you to look at. And next to the category type, you'll see which of the five types you are. So you'll either be a manifester, a generator, a manifesting generator, a projector, or a reflector. And if you only knew this one thing about yourself in human design, it is enough to change your life period. So this is a great place to start. And we could talk about these five types all day because there's so much uh, complexity, but we'll try to keep it short here. If you are a manifester, you are less than 7% of the population. And manifestors are people who are really designed for independence, for freedom. They are here to be trailblazers and fire starters. They're here to initiate change in the people around them, in the world around them. So as a manifester, you have this really powerful aura that is felt when you walk into a room, your aura is designed to impact people, even if you're not trying and your aura has this kind of closed quality to it. Now that's to protect you as a manifester, because you're not designed to do what other people want you to do. You're not designed to look at outside influence. You're really designed to listen to your own internal urges about what you want to do, what you want to create, what you want to say. So that aura is really here to kind of protect you. However, because you're so powerful and because you're a little bit, your aura is kind of closed. People can't read you the way that they're used to being able to read other people. This is kind of an energetic setup for people to want to control these manifestors because they're unpredictable. They're creating change all around them. So the way that a manifestor uses their strategy um, is called informing. So informing means using their voice to tell people what's going on inside of that closed aura. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm feeling. Here's what I'm wanting 
to do next. Here's what I'm bored of and I don't want to do anymore. Here's what I need support in. And by keeping people in the loop with their voice, they actually kind of open up a window in that closed aura and people can really understand what it is that they're thinking and feeling. And people are so much more likely to get on board with whatever that manifestor is wanting to do. So this strategy of informing does not feel natural for manifestors. They are people who are so independent. They just want to do their own thing. They don't want to slow down and have to let people in. But once they do, they create so much more energetic ease, energetic harmony, and people want them to go off and be independent and have their freedom and create whatever they're wanting to create. And others are wanting to get on board and help them see their projects through to completion. Because as a manifester, you have these powerful spurts of energy and then these cycles of like rest period. So you don't have this consistent energy to finish the things that you're wanting to start. And the more that you practice informing, the more you kind of rally in the right people who are wanting to help you see your ideas through to completion. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I, I feel like I know a lot of manifestors and that is like so accurate. <laughs> yeah. I know my dad was a manifester. And when I found this out, like everything in my entire life made so much sense because he just felt so uh, powerful and kind of like had an authoritative presence, but he also felt so unpredictable. Like when he would take action on big things, it would totally give people whiplash and cause kind of some anger and disruption. So when I discovered that he was a manifester and that he just didn't know that he needed to inform, everything kind of clicked into place for me. And we're really passionate about manifestors because we're, we say that they're kind of the one type out of the five where their strategy feels completely foreign to them. Like it does not feel natural. They really have to practice this. But when they do, they start to prove to themselves how useful it is. It's literally like their magic wand that creates mm -hmm. just ease and abundance in everything that they're doing. So is a manifesting generator like a combination of a generator and a manifester, or is it kind of its own situation? It is kind of like a combination. So in the end, a manifesting generator is actually more of that generator. That's really how their energy is operating and functioning, but they have this kind of manifestor flavor that makes them sort of like a hybrid. So first let's talk about a generator. So a generator is very different than a manifestor. They are people who have a consistent amount of energy that they can really see things through to completion. And they're really here to use their creative energy, building and doing and creating what they love. That is the biggest purpose in their life. They're here to use their energy in really satisfying ways. And when a generator is not doing what they love, they're their amazing energy source starts to dwindle and even they can get really burnt out. So as a generator, it's all about listening to your body not your mind to tell you where you're really meant to be using your energy. And this is when it comes to their strategy, waiting to respond. You're really letting your body's response to things be that guiding light because our mind has lots of shoulds. Our mind is like, I should want this job. It's a great opportunity. It makes all the money that I want. It's not a bad commute, but your body is like, ugh, you know, like yeah. kind of just uh, disgusted or even just blah towards this thing. And your body is really the one that is like that guiding compass and guiding light. And that can feel really scary for a generator to actually trust or a manifesting generator to actually trust their body. It can kind of feel like this leap of faith because 
you're trusting something that doesn't make sense on paper. It doesn't make sense to your mind, but for generators and manifesting generators, your body is connected to higher planes of knowing. Your body is connected to your higher self, to your soul, to the greater flow of all life. Your body is connected to divine timing and your body is literally trying to guide you, put you in the right place at the right time to receive that opportunity, to receive that inspiration. And all you have to do is be present and really uh, follow through with that body's response. So as a generator, you know, building what you love and taking your power back really looks like checking in and and asking yourself, where am I doing things that I feel like I'm just doing it because I should, or because I can, and it's not actually what I really want. That's going to be the most powerful shift that helps you get into alignment and listening to your body, not your mind with that. And when we get to manifesting generators, like we were saying, they're kind of like a hybrid of these two because they are a generator. They have this consistent amount of energy to build what they love, but they also have this manifester flavor of being a fire starter, being a trailblazer, doing things differently and being a little bit shocking and surprising to others. So it helps them to also inform and to let people in. And the difference between a generator and a manifesting generator, as far as what they build or what their body's guiding them towards, generators tend to be a little bit more singular in their focus when they're really engaged with something, they want to see it through. They want to master that thing. Whereas uh, manifesting generators tend to have a lot more variety with their focus. They're kind of like jack of all trades people. They need a lot of diversity. And if they're doing something for too long, they can start to feel really bored. That starts to feel monotonous. And actually that boredom and singularity can actually drain their energy. But with generators, you know, following their body and letting their body be that guiding light. How do you feel like hearing that? Is that something that you've really experimented with in your human design journey? Oh, totally. Because as a generator, I recently, like in the last couple of years, just decided that I was kind of not excited about my seven figure coaching business and decided to retire Mm. from it and like start a bunch of new projects. (laughs) So that did not make sense on paper. It was like, I should keep this business going and keep making all this money. Um, But I just literally could not bring myself to do it. And even now I'm like, well, well, I really, you have all these courses that are already built. You should like be building funnels for them. And you know, it's sitting there, you should be doing it, but I'm like, I don't want to. And then money, like when I don't do the work, like money is like pouring in from other random ways and like my, my new projects. But then I find that when I'm forcing myself to do do the stuff I should do. I'm so burnt out that I don't spend the time and energy working on the things that I actually enjoy. And those things take a back seat. So it totally resonates, but I find as well that even though I'm a generator, I resonate a lot with the manifesting generator side of things where I always have a ton of things on the go. And if I work on something too long, I get bored, but then I can also see that it's maybe it's not because I worked on it too long that I'm bored. It might just be that I need to look at it in a different way or kind of like, I don't know, do something else. That's like a little bit more exciting to get the energy back for the other piece. Yeah, absolutely. And with generators, when we say they have a bit more of a singular focus, it's not that they're like here to do this one thing forever, yeah. but just think about there's, they're really stuck on it for a few months. They're like so yes. into it. Whereas like a manifesting generator, give them a few hours and oh, then they're okay. like completely over it. Like can't even look at this thing anymore. They need to do something else. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So I can yeah. sit at my computer and like literally work on something for eight hours and be like, wow, I haven't peed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or eaten like 
like I forgot that time even exists. Yeah. Yeah, And that's so powerful. And it's so true what you said. I mean, I'm really excited for everyone to get to learn from your wisdom that has this defined sacral and is a sacral being. So it's about 70% of the population are generators or manifesting generators. And we're in this big collective moment where we are evolving and generators and, and manifesting generators are at the core of this evolution because they're such a big percent of our population. It's really like, you are so capable. You can do anything. You can build anything. So are you building and doing what you love, what your soul is wanting you to, and not sacrificing this incredible creative power you have for, you know, some societal expectation. So it is totally scary. It takes bravery. It takes courage. It takes, um, like kind of going into the unknown, but you Mm -hmm. have this like guiding light of like my body. I trust my body's wisdom. I trust the, the divine channel that my body is to really guide me. And you start to prove to yourself when you do that, like, wow, so much more abundance has been flowing to me. You increase your magnetism so much. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's beautiful because it's kind of like, kind of counterintuitive or like seems too good to be true. It's like, if you feel like you're draining your energy and you're working so hard and you're swimming upstream, turn around, like Mm -hmm. allow yourself to float on your back. And that's actually the time where you increase that magnetism and all of the abundance that you really need to live out your purpose just simply flows to you in such divine timing. Yes. And another piece that was super resonant was about my body being connected to higher realms. Yeah. And I totally, I mean, obviously I do so much like multidimensional work and astral traveling and upper chakra work and all the things, but I, it's like, I have this innate knowing that I'm, I'm here to be a part of the creation of the new earth. And like, that is what keeps me going and keeps me motivated and keeps me excited every single day, no matter what the work looks like, knowing that that is what I'm here for that alone, whether it's, you know, has to do with like the money or the reward for me doesn't matter as much that like deeper purpose is so important and so exciting. Yeah. And you honestly have so much openness in your chart and you have like the most, I want to put in quotes, like enlightenedly stubborn energy in your chart. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Which is like, um, it's kind of a little bit like black sheep energy of like, I'm not going to bend myself to fit in with what other people are doing or what other people think I should do or whatever. Um, what you said of like, I just literally can't bring myself to do that anymore. It's like that feeling of bending yourself, like fit into a space that you no longer fit. And you're here to be that energetic leader that ultimately brings people towards more self-love by honoring what their body is telling them. And you do that by leading through example. So people with this gift that you have, you know, a lot of times their whole family is religious and you're not, or they all eat meat and you're vegan, or you're down to go on some like woo journey. And it's not this judge judgment place of saying, well, if I'm vegan, then you must be as well. It's, it's really from this place of like, no, like you do you. And this is just what I'm going to do. I'm not going to be swayed by this outside influence. And that confidence really is this way shower for other people to say like, oh shit, like, well, what do I like? And where am I going? And what do I believe in? And what is self-love for me? And it inspires people to get really clear on who they are and what they want to do. That's so interesting too. Cause I feel like 
especially like in the spiritual community, like self-development community, I feel like there's, and maybe this is the truth for some people that people are like, if people aren't on the same path, they're not meant to be in your life. And kind of like this almost like trend of cutting people out of your life because they're not spiritual. I'm like, Mm. um, I don't, I'm, I'm so strong in my personal conviction that I have like zero desire to shift anyone else's perspective on anything. If someone asks me something, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like let's get into it. But I have like desire to like try and switch someone's opinion unless they're like coming to me and like asking me for specific guidance, but like I can hang with anyone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And honestly that confidence, that conviction, that's such a big part of this gift. It's literally like written into it. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5d consciousness collection. If you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes. One of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives and I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. That energy, like even just you leading by example in that way, it shifts people's opinions without you trying to shift their opinion. I'm sure so many people listening, it's like, even just right now listening to you, it's like, oh shit. Like, what are my convictions? Exactly. (laughs) You know what I mean? So this, your energy is doing the work for you. And a lot of times we think like, oh, well, maybe I should be trying to whatever. And like, should is not your life. I I think that's, that's so true. Like anytime I see any like social media trend or like any spiritual, like belief that people are like, you're not spiritual unless you think this way. My, I feel like my purpose in life is to tell people that that's not true and they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> I love that. So oh, true. So good. Okay. And so you guys are projectors and let me say too, like, I find that so wild and you guys, how you guys shared your story of how your business just came to be. I, in a past life, as I mentioned, was in like spiritual business mentoring, coaching, and people who were projectors would use being a projector as an excuse not to take action. And Mm -hmm. 
I was, so it's like, I, I, it's interesting that you guys weren't trying to make this business happen and it happened. So like, where, like, how can you, first of all, like describe, you know, kind of like the baseline of, of how we can kind of like detect a projector or what the traits are of a projector, but like, what are they like? I don't know. I feel like projectors are like making excuses part of the time, but maybe that's just me being like a stubborn judgmental generator. No, yeah, I totally agree with you, actually. And I think that where that comes from is kind of like a misconception of the projector strategy. Yeah. So as a projector, your aura is focused and penetrating. So you have this aura that's designed to go into the other, to see into the other in a really deep way. And in the same way, you can put your energy into a system, into a business and see things differently than others. So projectors are really gifted at seeing what makes someone authentic. They're really gifted at seeing efficiency gains. Like how can we tweak this so that it's working with the greatest alignment, with the greatest flow and with the greatest authenticity. So, so much of a projector's experience is really about guiding the energy use of others. That's really kind of their sacred purpose. And as a projector, you are what we call a non-energy being. So you do not have this powerful or consistent source of energy to work on things or to build things the way others do. Um, As a projector, you're really only designed to work about two to four hours a day of hard output to be able to work sustainably on something. And a really great shift happens when you turn your focus away from how much can you do, how much can you produce, and instead really look at What is it that I see? What is my insight? What is my wisdom and guidance that I want to offer? And what am I truly fascinated in? That fascination is always going to guide a projector towards their zone of genius, towards that area where they can really give advice and guidance. So in order to give advice to other people as a projector and for it to be received, that advice has to be wanted and welcomed. If a projector is trying to give unsolicited advice, it falls on deaf ears. It is repelling. It's almost like this metaphor of like shoving food in a closed mouth. And someone's just like, dude, stop. Like this is disgusting. But if someone's hungry and their mouth is open and you give them food, it's so nourishing. It's delicious. It's beautiful. Right? So for a projector, your strategy for guiding other people and giving your insight or your wisdom to others is waiting for the invitation, waiting for people to see you and to recognize your wisdom, to want it, and to either verbally or energetically invite you to share your wisdom with them. So here's where the big hangup is. People take this waiting for the invitation and they misconstrue it and think that you're waiting for the invitation for everything in your life. And that is really not true. You are waiting for the invitation before you insert yourself in someone else's life. So the big thing is before I give this person advice or guidance about what they should do with their life, I'm going to make sure that I'm invited first. And also in one-on-one relationships like business partnerships or romantic relationships, waiting to feel invited and recognized and wanted and welcome before you insert yourself or kind of force yourself into that person's life. And those are really the only places that you're waiting for the invitation. When it comes to your own life as a projector, it's so important to 
focus on what you're fascinated in, to build yourself up as a guide, to build your skills, to take action in creating something that people can see and recognize and invite you for. So if a projector is just kind of waiting around, waiting for someone to invite them, it might take quite a long time before anything happens in their life. Where instead, if they're really feeling empowered and starting to see like, okay, how is my energy different than other people? How can I stop overworking myself so that I have more abundance in my aura, in my frequency? How can I start shifting my focus onto myself? What do I see? What is the wisdom that I have? Recognizing yourself. And when you start to recognize yourself, those invitations really start to flood in, but also a projector can build something, right? They can build a podcast, they can build a book. Um, and then when people buy that book, they've invited you. When people tune into your podcast, they come to you, they've invited you. So waiting for the invitation, I think is a little bit more subtle and nuanced than what people commonly sort of mistake it for, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. And when it comes to like sales strategies, like what? So you guys just kind of like build it and they come. Yeah. So it's interesting. This is another thing that's kind of counterintuitive. Like Dana was talking about with being a generator, a man gen this for projectors, uh, projectors auras are focused and penetrating. They focus outside of themselves. They see what other people are good at, where the efficiency gains can be at how the business or their job could be made better. Right. They're so good at seeing the other that that's why they always want to give their advice or insert themselves and it can mm. be repelling. So when you make this shift to then taking this fo focused aura and pointing it inward on yourself and saying, okay, well, what am I good at? And what do I see differently? And what am I fascinated in? You create this magnetism that whatever you focus on as a projector, whatever you focus on, you create magnetism around. And that's true of all the types, but as projectors, because you have this focus penetrating aura, this is the main way that your energy works. So when you are focused on yourself and what you love and what's fascinating to you, other people start to see that more because you're building that magnetism there and they start inviting you more for those things. So there's a few parts here. There has to be a place for people to see you, to be able to recognize you and invite you. So that looks like having a website or a, you know, Instagram or platform, or talking about what you love with friends and family and coworkers or whoever. So there's a difference between saying, oh my gosh, I just found, let's say human design or this new book. You should start doing this versus I just found human design and I love it. It's so interesting to me. I'm really excited about applying this to my life. That like, you're not designed to wait for the invitation to talk about what you love. And could a lot you, of people could you even say like, if anyone has any questions about this, let me know. Or is that even too much? Um, I would say that's a little too much. <laughs> I would say, yeah, it's all an energetic thing. So when you are talking to someone and saying, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this trip and I can't wait for it. And da, 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 da like that's fine. But the second that you have this energy of like, uh, pushing it on to someone else. Like, so reach out to me or like, you should come with me. Doesn't this sound exciting? That's a little bit repelling. So it's sensing, is this, does this person recognize me? Are they open to my advice? If that's a yes, like, great. Invite them, say that, that thing of like, reach out to me. If it's your social media or your website, talk about why you love this thing that you've created. Talk about why it's fascinating to you, why it's been so helpful. And then just saying, here's where you can learn more. 
Mm-hmm. Here's where you can dive in deeper. Here's right. how you can reach out to me. That okay. that is better than to say like this is why you need this and here's how you can apply it to your life and you must reach out to me or whatever. Right. Or DMing yeah, people yeah. like that yeah. would never okay. be ideal for a projector. Right. So it's just these subtle strategies to know like okay, I'm here to be seen and I'm here to talk about what I love and what's fascinating for me. But a lot of projectors are in this place where they don't know what's fascinating to them because they've been so focused on how can I be what other people need me to be? How can I innovate? How can I help other people? And so really starting to say like, this is what's fascinating to me and why that journey looks like watching documentaries and really asking like, okay, why was that interesting to me? And maybe that leads you to like plant medicines. And then now you're reading books on like all these different herbs. And then from there, it might lead to something else. And this like little journey of why is this fascinating? Okay. And why it leads you to this very clear place of like, holy shit, I could talk about this thing all night long. Mm-hmm. And that place, you're not draining your energy there. You're actually like in this juicy place that when other people see how authentic that is for you, they're like, hold on, wait, what, what are you doing? And can you help me? And like, I've never thought of it this way. And like, I need your, your insight and your wisdom and your support. Mm, Okay. That makes so much more sense. And I like no projectors in my life. And I'm, there's like one person in particular, that's one of my friends where I'm like, why am I so annoyed by, I'm like, why do I feel like she's so pushy? Like, I feel like she's so so pushy sometimes, but it's like, she's just asking if I want to hang out and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like calm down. (laughs) So true. So true. And projectors can feel when they're repelling. Like it's so obvious and especially to us now. And I mean, it happens, right? It's not about being perfect, but I can be sitting at dinner and like, it's totally open and flowing invitations there. And then the topic can maybe shift to like, our best friend's relationship with like their toxic boyfriend. And because you're in this state of like, just giving your opinions on all these different things and then it shifts and you might say this one thing like, well, why are you still with them? And it's like, oh, wait, I did not have the invitation there. And you can like everyone feel just them. stares at you and it's yes. like, so and you're like, oh my God, I was so repelling. I want to go in the bathroom and like barf because this is not okay. <laughs> So it's energetic. Like you feel when you're repelling as a projector and instead of being like, but I'm right. And like, you should want my advice and feeling bitter to instead be like, oh, okay. You know what? Let me look at myself and say like, I'm really good at seeing when a a relationship is toxic. And like, how, how is that fascinating to me? Maybe you start reading books on it and you start talking about it on your Instagram or whatever. If it's fascinating to you and you give yourself that recognition, it doesn't have to be like change your whole career for that thing, but it, it eases that bitterness and it puts you back into alignment and magnetism. So in a moment like that, would a projector just have to keep their mouth shut or would, is there anything you could say in that moment? that could like be of support to the other person. Yeah. I mean, you could just listen and be like, huh, interesting. Okay. Like, honestly, that just listening and being of support without having to give advice. That's sometimes what people need, especially if you don't have the invitation. So, and I think that for projectors, that's especially hard because 
we see things deep, deeply and we want to give that advice. It's like part of us. Yeah. So I feel like that whole messaging that's, that's happening right now is we're like all collectively honing our emotional intelligence of like, sometimes you just need to listen and not give your advice. I think that that message is like really needed for projectors okay. and like, I'm glad, maybe I'm glad I don't have to do that because I'm <laughs> advice. <laughs> Yeah. And it's yeah. funny because, you know, you actually have a, an undefined throat, Amber Lee. So you are someone who is very empathetic with uh, listening to people and knowing when it's the right time for you to actually put words in someone else's mouth. That's actually something that's right for you. And it's actually a huge gift that you give. So people who have this design as you do, it's like you're listening to someone and they're trying to say how they feel, but they can't quite put formulate, uh, put words to it. And then you're like, so what I'm hearing you say is this, and you just like totally mic drop, like completely blow their mind. They're like, yes, I've been trying to say that for a year, but I haven't been able to put my words to it. So this is a gift that you have. And for you, it's all about feeling like when it feels natural for you to say that or not, not if they are open to it. So right. you're really the one that gets to feel like, when is it the right time? Whereas a, a, for a projector, it's totally different because it's not up to us. Like we might think it's the right time in our own body, but if we have to look at the other and say, is this person ready? Is this person open? So we have very, very, very different ways of imparting our insight and wisdom to other people. But both of us, you know, me as a projector and you as a generator are here to do that. It's just in completely different ways. Mm -hmm. So with human design, you start to see that like, while we may kind of like sum it up into these big generalizations that like manifestors are here to initiate, generators are here to build, projectors are here to guide, reflectors are here to gauge, you know, we may generalize in that way. But the truth is, any of the types are here to guide. Any of the types could be a life coach. Any of the types could be an athlete, even people who don't have a lot of energy. Any of the types could be business owners and creators. It's just the way in which you enter into that circumstance that's going to be different based on your energy and how your energy is designed to operate. Mm, okay. That makes so much sense. And I know we haven't gotten to reflectors yet and we're running low on time and there's no way we're going to get to like the other, <laughs> you know, the, the, what are they called? The authorities. The authorities. <laughs> but I'm assuming you have information on the authorities on your website, which we can direct yeah. Too. <laughs> we do. We do. And our poor reflectors, they always go last because they're only 1% of the population. So we always like squeeze them to the end, but reflectors are like the unicorn in human design, only 1% of the population. And these are individuals that their entire energetic system is open and empathetic. So when, mm. en whenever they walk into a room, their energy is like a sponge drinking up the energy of those around them. And then sort of chameleon uh, reflecting back the energy, becoming temporarily the energy that they've been around. So reflectors are really here to be like our sacred gauge to show us when we are healthy and authentic and in alignment and collectively working in our highest expression or not. And their strategy for really helping them navigate life as their true self, instead of just like a reflection and confusion and all of that is actually attuning themselves to the moon cycles and giving themselves an entire lunar cycle to make a major life decision. And when they slow down and give themselves an entire month to feel everything that they become each day and empty out and return back to this like open clarity that they have, 
that's when they really can access their own inner knowing um, and can really like make decisions that are aligned for them. And then, yeah, so that's the five types. And then we get to the eight authorities, right? This decision-making modalities, and they all are so specific. They each have their own process. And this is actually something that we go over in our book that's coming out. Your human design is a really like uh, strategic play-by-play. This is exactly how you use your authority. This is how you access your internal knowing when you're making a big life decision. And we feel passionate about really making this area simplified and practical because a lot of the information you read about human design, it's kind of like metaphorical or sort of exists in this very like, you know, thought-based languaging, but we really like to break it down. Like, here's what you do. Here's how long you take. Here's where you feel it in your body. These are the sensations that you're looking for that are going to guide you towards your truth. So that's a great resource that you can look at. We also have our podcast, the Dalina Human Design Podcast, and we have an entire episode that's just for dedicated to the eight authorities. So if you're really curious and you want to learn more, you can always check that out as a great starting point um, because that's a huge takeaway from human design is like, you are the authority of your own life. You are the person who is empowered to navigate your life, no matter what life leads. And the more you can start utilizing these practices, the more you really can kind of get on board from that. And all of the rest of the beautiful stuff in your design, like your life purpose and your gifts, all of those things naturally unfold in their highest expression when you are in personal alignment. And the way that you move into personal alignment is through practicing your strategy and authority. Mm. And you guys also have on your website, a guide to using human design chakra crystals. I was like, Ooh, my ears perked up for that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that was part of our ritual kits. We, I had like a, um, vision that I wanted to create chakra crystals for all of the different nine centers that are in human design. And, um, so we, we had them like custom made and they're gorgeous. They're so amazing. They're so high vibe anyways. So yes, we have human design chakra crystals and we have a whole guide on how to use them and tapping into your different centers. And the cool thing with human design is, you know, going into those nine centers really shows us how we're, how much we're empathetic and in what ways and how much we're here to be consistent and condition others with our definition. So whether a center is open or it's defined, it tells you, you know, you're really empathetic to people's emotions, or you're really empathetic to people's thoughts and what they're thinking in their perspective, or you're really open to people's energy and how they get things done. And when you're around them, you can really feed off of that. So it really gets so much deeper. And so it's so helpful, but like Dana was saying about your open throat, that's one of those areas. So working with these tools in our ritual kits, this has been something that's been so grounding with this work of not just keeping it in that very like mental space that sometimes you can get in from, uh, you know, podcast or reading things online or things like that, but really grounding down into rituals and practices that you can do on a daily basis to honor your own energy and honor your own authority over your own body. Mm, so magical. You guys, this has been so informative. And like I said, we've spoken about human design before on the podcast, but this was like, even though we only talked about the five like main types, I feel like this was so much more informative and gave really good examples, really good tips that people can apply to their lives today. So thank you ladies so, so much. 
Mm, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having us. And I just have to tell you just really quick, Amberly, your life purpose is so beautiful. I've been looking at it as we've been talking and your energy is really all about being a leader and being super influential and really inspiring and initiating others to be more caring and to find their purpose and to find the depth in life. And it's just been such a pleasure to have this conversation with you because I just feel like the beauty of you embodying the highest expression of that. So it's been so fun to get to connect with you. Oh, I love you guys. Thank you so much. And my Leo rising loves a compliment. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so, so much. So we spoke about all the amazing things that we can find on your website and on and your podcast. Where can we find you on social media? Yeah. So our website's daylunalife.com and our Instagram is at dayluna. Super simple. Beautiful. And we're going to link you guys to all the things, get the book, get the readings, teach your, like, just go do everything on their website. Like there's so many options. I was like, wow, I could like spend, it's like a playground in there. It's magical. (laughs) (laughs) So much information. So thank you guys again. So, so much Shana and Dana, such lovely energy and everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I know you got so much out of this episode. So go stock day Luna and get all the info and we will catch you guys next week. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you. 